Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Marissa. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. I'm Diaz. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. All right, so we're going to talk about what's new with everyone. Chris, what's new with you this week? Did I get anything new? No, I did not. It's been slow over here. Marissa, did you get anything new? Nope. Jeez. Um, let's see. Scott, what'd you get new? Uh, I got two sort of new things. Um, this week, I bought it last <laughs> week, but it came in. Uh, I got a... Uh, is it True Tone? I, I always forget the name of this company now because they've like changed names twice. It's, it's True Tone. They went from Visual yeah. Sound to True Tone. Yeah, there it is. I got the True Tone CS6 uh, power supply, which is the real like slim format one. Um, so I can finally mm-hmm. fit a power supply under my powertrain Metro board. Oh, nice. Um, I, had a, I had a CS7. Actually, I still have it. It's still sitting here, but um, I already have a buyer lined up for it. Um, so I just... I've been trying to get my mini board working and just it's it's really hard to get um, these patch bay things working with like multi-effects guys so um, I mentioned before I got that boss ms3 and uh, I've been trying to build a board around it um, that's actually practical um, and I just couldn't get a good arrangement on a pedal board with it just the way it's set up um, so I've got that up and running now and been playing with it still there's still pretty steep learning curve on the boss ms3 though like i'm not ready to jump on stage with it the way i am with my big board so um still playing with that and then i guess the other thing new for me is i sold my um ehx uh super ego and uh i've been on the hunt for a super ego plus now that i have money for it yeah that was how long did you have that up on reverb for uh not that long um, okay four or five days uh, it was yeah, cause I, I was like priced like 10 15 dollars over everybody else around me because i was like oh, why are these prices so low right now um and then just getting nothing on it and then out of the blue i just got a full price offer and i was like what happened and i guess like all the super egos got bought and so suddenly mine was the cheapest one out there so hmm. well that kind of worked yeah. for you. Yeah, that worked out well for me. Uh, yeah, until, you know, it took me like eight attempts to buy a Super Ego Plus because everyone was rejecting my offers and not countering them. You were lowballing hard, weren't you? Well, it, it seemed like it, just, it was just weird. Like prices on Super Egos and Super Ego Pluses like seemed to like suddenly shift like 20 to 30 bucks up on the market all of a sudden. Like there was just a weird bubble. Um, and like no one was accepting even like reasonable offers because like there were guys who i was only offering them like ten dollars less than asking and they were just outright rejecting them so i don't know what what was going on i don't know uh i had me yeah i got blue balls this week so for my uh mic i were talking about last week about a windshield so i actually got that so maybe you guys won't hear me breathing heavy all the time but it's a condition scott so I have so many mean responses and nothing actually constructive to say. (laughs) (laughs) 
Whatever, uh, Scott. Well, okay, then. <laughs> Dang. And then... Uh, I got a camera holder. I can never find a really good, like, or iPhone holder, like, whenever I want to do live videos. I got this mm. one, that it was, like, kind of bendy. It's like, oh, well, you can put it to any form, but it just bounces around the whole time. So... Yeah, it's it's hard to have like something that like actually holds the iPhone properly because like the one I have, it uses like this like spring action clamp to kind of like hold it in place, mm-hmm. and it will randomly just like shoot the camera out. Yeah, that's weird. But it was like five dollars on Amazon, so I'm not really arguing with the price I paid for it. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I had my Line Six experience, so when I stream in uh, the group. I use the Sonic port, so I re- I run out of my Kemper into my Sonic port into my iPhone, and uh, I had that kind of go down on me this uh, past week. The cable went out, but I called Line Six, and I guess from where I've called them before, they had all my stuff on following. They're like, "Yeah, dude, no, we'll get it out to you right away, no problem." The guy was pretty apologetic. He's like, "I'm really sorry that crapped out on you." I'm like, "Dude, I've had it for five years." Like I was expecting, I was just looking where to buy one. And he just sent me one out, so it's pretty cool. Line six did a killer job on customer service of that one. Yeah, that's is that's like pretty a, good. Yeah, is it a proprietary cable that mm-hmm. goes with that? Interesting. Yeah, I so wonder because like a few of the the ones I've seen recently have like this like it almost looks like the old serial ports for keyboards mm-hmm. back in the day, um, and those go to like that can like break out into like a USB or a mini USB or a lightning. But, yeah. Um, Mine goes out to lightning, so. Well, that's good, man. At least it's a replaceable cable, and it's not like the whole thing is shot. Yeah, because yeah, I think I, I bought those when they were on sale. It was like a stupid deal of the day one time when I got them. Mm-hmm. Or when I got it, but they still run for like 100 bucks on the website, so. they're. I mean, it's a pretty good little piece of equipment. Nice. So, I guess we can move on to gear news. Um, yeah. Chris, like you got this first one. Yeah, uh, the first couple of things we got to talk about are, or I should say, is Fender is releasing a signature Jimmy Page Hendrix Hendrix. cable. Jimmy Hendrix, Hendrix, brother. Jimmy Page, like what? (laughs) They don't even spell Jimmy the same way. (laughs) No, they don't. I don't know what I was thinking. My bad. but anyway, it's the coily cable and uh, like strings. Um, the cable, I think we've like in pre-up we were discussing that we're ninety-nine percent sure this is just a regular coily cable, cable with purple voodoo child written on one of the heat shrinks. Yeah, but think about all the tone that comes from that heat shrink, man. Yeah, and all the thirty-one feet or whatever I that mean, translates into that's coiled up. Yeah, the Jimmy Neutron signature cable is going to be great. (laughs) Jimmy Neutron. (laughs) (laughs) Random Jimmy's. Sinusoid if you decide to do that. The the Jimmy Spitz signature. We we called a kid in college Jimmy Neutron, and he was like the most annoying kid ever. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as far as uh, the strings go, I think uh, we're actually kind of interested in these like overall because they're not like they're all sets of 10 like a point ten set but they only go up to 38 they don't go up to your normal what like 42 
48, I think, is normal for 10s. Yeah, yeah wasn't when, when uh, Scott Marquardt was on our show three episodes ago. Um, Wait, how do you say his last name? Marquardt. See, I've never knew how to say his last name. I was always wondering it, so. Watch, I, I just said it wrong and we're going to lose our sponsorship. That's what's going to happen. Uh, but Thanks no, a lot, <laughs> Scott. Yep. Episode 21 I mean, um, with the Scott that Diaz actually likes. Uh, he was talking about how Hendrix, that they didn't really make sets of 10s back then. Um, and so Jimmy was taking a, a size, a, like a 13 set and moving them up. So what should have been the high E was actually the B string. And then bringing in like a banjo string to get that point ten. So that's where I'm kind of curious of a, I wonder what a normal size of 13s are is the, uh, is the A string a 38 usually. Find out real quick. Google to the rescue. As you hear, Chris is in my loud keyboards. Oh. Just click, oh. click, 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 click. I don't have a keyboard, so I'm just gonna make noises over here. Click, 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 click. <laughs> I'm eating chips, so that's my noise. <laughs> Salt and vinegar Pringles are the bomb. I'm sorry, I can't put them uh, down. An A string on a regular 13 is .046 at least in the world of Diodario. 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 Dang old Diodarios. Uh, do they... Why am I... Why did I go to Elixir for the strings? I don't know what I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Alright, Chris, you win. Uh... <laughs> I just so, went straight to Amazon. So, this one's actually, like... My eyes rolled when I first saw them, but now I'm just kind of like, oh, that I guess that makes sense. Why they do it? If if you're yeah. like seeking Jimi Hendrix's exact tone, using his string gauges might be a component of it. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise you'd have to get a custom set from somebody or like buy three different sets just to get the. You know who makes custom sets of strings? Stringjoy. Uh, we're gonna have to charge him for this episode now. <laughs> Random invoice. Diaz mentioned yeah. you five dollars. Like, we'll, uh, charge you one set of string each. <laughs> he'll he'll break up a set of strings. Give each of us one. <laughs> but it's not like one we normally break. Like I will just get an A string out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh great, yeah. great, thank you. <laughs> it's like now we have to try to break that string. Yeah. So I. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, I think they came in. They're coming in Fender Bullets and the Ball Ends, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, correct. Yes. And sure. aren't, aren't they steel and nickel as well? Uh, I didn't copy those notes yeah, in the show did, notes. Or, so. Yeah, nickel and nickel plated steel. I never really understood like what the point of the bullet end from Fender was. Uh. It, it sits creates more better. contact. Yeah, it sits better in a strat trim. Is the understanding? Mm -hmm. huh. I I bought Fender Bullets when I first started playing guitar. That was the first sets of strings I was buying. But I stopped. So, anyone got any other input on this? No, because nope. I like the strings I use. So this is like cool. Unless this is going to be like a trend where we start seeing like signature strings for other people from other companies. Well, I, a lot of people have already done signatures. I mean, well, or they've got like artist endorsed strings. Like Dave Mustaine, I think, had a set of strings. 
with I think he was with Dean Markley, wasn't he? But were they like branded towards him or were they just like, hey, I play these strings? No, I think they're branded towards that. him. That's uh I'm trying to think of other players. I don't know. I feel like that's been done a little. Not not anything crazy though. Yeah. I mean Ernie Ball always had the people on the back of the thing. They're like Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They've always had that. Well, I mean, there's just so many people who just play standard strings. Exactly. I mean, that's that's a major part of it. But, um, but there's always like, I, I think immediately of Stevie Ray Vaughan is a lost opportunity in that to do a Stevie Ray Vaughan set. Because yeah. I'm sure people would be like, oh, well, I have to get his exact string gauges because, you know, there's that just that cult of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan played with 13s, man up. <laughs> Sorry, that's my old redneck blues guy yelling at kids. Yeah, I think they enjoy nines. their arthritis and the RSI that they're going to give themselves trying to play with that strings out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> then there's artists uh, like, like Brian May and Billy F. Gibbons who play really light sets. Too, uh, Brian May had a set of strings. I'm pretty sure. Probably. I mean, like he's they were like gold. More or less, got his own guitar company at this point. Mm-hmm. Who's looking it up? I hear the keyboard. <laughs> they're made by Optima, and they're 24 karat gold plated. I told you, yeah, gold plated. Hold on, let me look up the information. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, your uh, magic eight ball that you got over there to ask your questions to. All signs point to yes. <laughs> the way the the way that the Pringles fell point to that being a positive outlook. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Um, I guess we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Scott, I think yours was next. Yeah, so this popped up in my feed this week that Zeppelin Design Labs is releasing, and I I didn't listen to the video recently, so I believe it's called the Quaverado? Quaverado? Uh, Harmonic tremolo pedal. Um, What's interesting about this is, uh, well, first off, it is a both harmonic and traditional reverb pedal so it, uh, tremolo pedal not reverb so it can still do it can do either mode where it, it splits your highs and lows into an out of phase so when one is high the other is low and vice versa uh, or the um the straight up normal one where it's just in and out in and out volume level um and it's got a few extra kind of tone shaping features and things like that um but what where this really got interesting to me at least uh was that there they're offering it at a fairly reasonable price point for a boutique pedal with a lot of the features that they have on it, but they're also offering it as a DIY kit. So you can just buy the parts and put it together for about $89. And so I pulled oh, the wow. trigger on that. It hasn't arrived yet. So we'll probably be following up on this uh, more in the future. But um, it also looks like there's some more development still yet to be done on the pedal, which I thought was interesting too. Um, Dude, oh, Diaz. Goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh, gosh. Sorry, we're all having to listen to Diaz eat right now, which you probably won't hear in the main feed. <laughs> probably eating not. Eating chips. Sorry. Listen, one <laughs> went down recording. the wrong... 
One went down the wrong pipe. Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, it didn't work out uh, well. I was trying not to die on air. <laughs> so, this has multiple waveforms that you can do. So, you know, traditionally you see a lot that let you do have like the the sinusoidal waveform, and then there'll be the pyramidal, and then there'll be a square wave function. This also looks like it has a sawtooth and reverse sawtooth ability. Um, has tap tremolo. Um, relay controlled true bypass and then the other thing is that it's supposed to come with a an update in the future um to allow midi controls and um you can even hack the source code inside of it if you know how to do arduino programming so at 189 dollars those are a lot of features that you often don't see on things less than 300 dollars with especially with the midi yeah. control stuff so it, it really starts becoming a more interesting pedal than just, oh, it's another tremolo. You know, so, oh, and it also has momentary switching. So like you can just do like the, you put your foot down and the effects on until you let up and things like that. So a lot of, a lot of features built in here. I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into it and uh, playing around with it. So when are they supposed to start delivering on that? That's a great question because I ordered it on Friday and I haven't got a shipping notification yet, which is fine because I'm out of town all next week. But um, so if you were to, what what's your address? And so none of us can go and visit. And uh, one two three Evergreen Terrace, Springfield, <laughs> whichever whichever <laughs> state you want to pick at yeah. the time. Uh, all right, so I guess next we'll uh, talk about. Um, now that I'm done eating my chips, uh. <laughs> you got your sugar levels up for this one now, <laughs> aren't you? you? <laughs> All right, listen, I was hungry. Back off. I woke up from a nap, and so I usually I take a nap before we record, and I woke up and it was time to record. I about went right back to sleep. Some people might have gotten their wish; they might have gotten an episode without Diaz this week. But I woke <laughs> up. And I was hungry, so I'd eat some chips. And it took us, well, I figured we'd be done by now, but it took us a four hour I was going to say, pre-ep. we had like an hour and a half pre-app you could have eaten during. I could have cooked. You well, did eat well, during the pre-app. I did eat during the pre-app. <laughs> I just continued eating during the Whoa. episode. <laughs> I don't care. All right, so Kemper uh, released. Did they release it? Are they releasing the update? I thought it came um, out. It could have. I don't know. I, I I know part of it's still in beta, but I thought the official announcement was that all this already came out. Mm, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> so they've got the update coming out, which a lot of people freaked out about because they wanted um, uh, better reverbs. So one of the fallings of the Kemper is the onboard effects are good, but like the reverbs was very limited. There was a, there was a hall, a plate, and there was a like it was just there was a, a very few choices so they came out with the spring reverb that's what everyone freaked out about um and it kind of does drip but uh even though this is last but not least we're gonna do that first but um I, I actually downloaded the beta while we were at summer nam and played with the spring reverb and actually sounds pretty good so um but it also has uh one of the things what are you laughing about <laughs> just you're just Never mind. <laughs> I'm just what? Carry on. Just carry on, dude. Just keep going. No. <laughs> I'm done. You do it. <sighs> so there's a lot what? of new features in this update that are coming out. 
Um, they're featuring multiple clock speeds. There's the new cab driver and stereo function. Um, there's new Celestian IR profiles coming in. There's momentary and latched mode features. There's new MIDI features. And then there's the new reverb that came out. There you go. That's the list. Fun. Well, you put like the long... Ex- Whatever. You asked for this. <laughs> I did not. You literally put on in the group. You're like, found out what we're going to talk about this week. I didn't ask for it. I'm not that but excited. You're the one that has a Kemper. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't. <laughs> I have a car, but you don't see me freaking out every time a car gets released. <laughs> we we stop the airbags from killing your kid. Like you don't see me getting too excited oh, about oh. that. <laughs> like oh. it's kind of dark. <laughs> that, that wasn't that, that wasn't that dark. It could have been worse. All right, Marissa, introduce. The topic. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, do we want to talk about any of these actual features other than the reverb, though, or no? Uh, uh, no, I was I was about like, to say uh, I was about to say what I thought was cool, but then Scott was over getting mad or whatever. All right, so what did you think was cool? The cool feature is the momentary latch on the remote. So um, you can actually change the switching from latch to moment, or from moment, from latch to momentary by holding it down for a second now. So with your effects, like say you want to do um, sporadic effects, you can do that. You don't have to like double click. You can use it in a momentary setting. So that's pretty cool. And so the, like if I wanted to momentarily switch between like a Marshall and a Vox, I could. May, whatever. I, I believe maybe. I don't know <laughs> if that would work. Or is it like only effects based? I I didn't look into it, but um, I'm I'm guessing it's more for the effects because switching so. performances you'd have to jump back. So I don't think it would mom- like only pull it up for a moment and like go back to what it was. So. Dang. But I think the effects would work like that but, I mean that's pretty cool so it, there I think Scott it, it all stands all the more reason to when you buy a camper get the foot switch right away yes get the foot switch because if not you're going to regret it and you'll never get one afterwards <laughs> Mm-hmm. so the one I was actually really interested in was this cab driver and stereo feature because like this is like one of those things I just was never able to wrap my head around on a camper was like a lot of these profiles are measuring the speaker output, not the amplifier output. And then like, how do you, how are you modeling the effects of like a microphone picking up a speaker versus just literally what the amplifier itself is doing? And then like how people are like running this as an onstage amplifier and then sending a signal to front of house and just dealing with those different sounds that are like those, those scenarios have different tones and different sounds and so this cab driver and stereo thing now lets you run multiple profiles at the same time where one profile will go out through the power amp if you have the powered version of this uh unit i don't think it's multiple profiles i think it's multiple cabs i don't is it does it say multiple yeah, profiles? i think that's what was said earlier hold on so are our cabs and the profile Models the profiles are, are they always those, two pieces? It always comes through as two pieces, yeah. Okay. So like okay. you can so whenever you profile an amp, you also put you also say what the cab was and it like deducts where the what sound the cab's adding. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. So like the amp so whenever you were picking 
because you can change that's where the like the celestian irs mm-hmm. is going to take over your cab section so you can change the cab on the amp so you've got um three different spots whenever it comes to the actual sound of your profile for your amp sound you've got your uh you've got like the head the uh eq and the cab so it, it's got three different sections there that you can turn on and off and you can switch so okay so so what is cool now is you can run multiple cabs or you can run different cabs to different outputs now yeah but the so main you, but i don't you can't run two profiles at the same time because that's one thing that people have been like screaming for they want to be able to run stereo cabs because i mean you can or stereo amps but you can't do two like different amps yeah you can do that in the helix you can't do that on the kemper so I can't have a Vox on stage and run a Fender to front of house kind of a thing. Correct. Correct. But I can run you can no run sim to what I'm running on stage and then send something through a 4x10 sim to front of house. Yeah, for the most yeah. part. Which is still a nice uh, feature to add. Yeah. yeah. But on a, but a lot, I don't see, there. that's not a common scenario. No. Um, if you're using the Kemper, typically you're, you're running no stage volume. I mean, or if you're going to run it through a cabinet, you're going to just mic the cabinet from the stage. So. I mean, that's definitely the, the traditional P&W approach with the sound stage, which is, yeah. I mean, that's that's the majority of the time I'm seeing people talk about Kempers right now. So, you know, actually, seems like, the but. Kemper, Kemper in the heavy metal world is pretty dang big. I always um, thought they were more Axe Effects people, but mm, no. See, that's where know. people have been moving to Kemper. So yeah. a lot of a lot of people in the heavy metal world, you see a lot of heavy like you see a lot of Marshall stacks and uh, Diesel. Uh, was it Engel E N G L? Um, you see a lot of those guys on the uh, uh, what they call the um, it's like the marketplace. I forgot what it's called. But you see a lot of them on there. Um, they, uh, huh. I don't know. It's like it is pretty big in the in the, in the metal world. So yeah. if you watch a lot of the if you watch a lot of Kemper videos, it's people playing metal. So and then you got a lot of the dad rock stuff, like the Van Halen, like <laughs> kind of that eighties, not not so much glam, but getting into glam. Yeah. So you see a lot of those guys playing them too. But praise and worship has a it has them right now especially with the silent stage thing we're you know as a group we're going for yeah the the ui to bitty function that they're featuring is also kind of interesting because then now you can slave one remote to control two kempers and send midi commands Mm -hmm. off of each other or uh i the one i always think of is when i heard periphery was basically running a click through ableton and also doing all their effects changes at the same time. Yeah. So their one central Ableton thing was basically controlling everybody's rig. Mm-hmm. So no one needs to click their pedals or anything. I guess if you're going to do the same show every night, where yeah. like periphery is like very scripted music because it's you know the type of music it is. Like that's a that's a pretty cool feature. Yeah. Um, that's a, I've talked to I've talked to a lot of people. Um, all well, these people who like program their settings and they're not big on adjusting, they mm-hmm. should really look at adding, uh, because a lot of people use Ableton to 
trigger tracks and stuff like that. I was like, you should really look at using that to trigger um, something MIDI, even if you're using like a, um, a Morning Star or something like that. You can have a control and effect, and, you know, and run all your uh, MIDI effects and change all your settings for you. If that, if that's the type of person you are, where like people are like, oh well, I've got this set for this part of the song that it and it goes through. If you've already got it programmed and you don't vary from it, that's a really good thing to do. Yeah, I'm I'm quickly learning. I am not that type of person. The what, where everything stays the same. Yeah, this MS3 oh, is no. definitely proven to myself that like having set presets is not just the way I think. I like no. just picking and choosing the day of what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like adding random. Way. I like adding random effects to some things sometimes. So it's sometimes like, you uh, just need more flanger. Right, let's just phaser. Phaser. Oh, uh, more phaser. No, you don't need flanger. You need phaser. I'm a big fan of my flanger, but <laughs> uh, what are we all uh, laughing at? <laughs> If you got to ask, you're just not going to find it funny. Okay. All right. So um, I guess I'll go. Marissa, do you want me to cover for you? I'll do it. Oh, okay. Okay. Misogynist. Dang it. This, this, <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. Wow. Do not edit that out. Oh, Leave it in. I thought I was going to get off easy this week. Uh, no. I'm writing this one down this time. <laughs> Write down the time, Mark. Yeah. So I thought I would only have to listen to the first 20 minutes. Now I got to go all the way to marker 35. <laughs> Deal with it. And it wasn't even me. It wasn't even me. Like, I just, I was just over here eating my chips. Mind my own business. All right. All right. Are you good? Yeah. When, are, when you're ready. <laughs> okay. So for this week's topic, we're going to be talking about upgrading your gear or just buying something new yeah so this came from um a post in a gear group we saw where someone just bought or had a very very new um let's call it mid-tier guitar um it was a paul reed smith se model where he was like i love i love the way it looks i like the way it plays but i don't like the pickups in it and then started listing a number of sort of the the in vogue um, boutique pickups, which would probably run him another $300, $400 probably, depending if he could do the installation himself or not. Versus yeah. getting a Paul Reed Smith Starla, which I'm not super hot on the prices, but I think you, <laughs> the used market for a Starla hovers around $1,000. Is that right? Yeah, I'd say 900 on the low end. Yeah. So, you know, the prices of the two are about a wash, right? Um, yeah. So, and then basically asked for talk me in or out of it, or, you know, just the, the gear group kind of style of talking where you just want attention. Um, of Oof. Should I do this or shouldn't I? Wait, it's not in our group, so I can talk shade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Watch come come next Wednesday. Listen, Scott. Everyone like is a potential listener. Yeah. Hey, that's happened to me before. <laughs> legit, legit has happened to me. <laughs> I was talking smack about someone, and then I think like 
two, an episode day after episode drop <laughs> so and so was added to the group and I was like I messaged the guys I was like uh, it's about to go down <laughs> this guy's gonna like he's here to like almost high school playground me like where's he at where's Diaz alright uh, where's the <laughs> oh my god. so gosh. I mean this isn't a a cost issue really well it's about just, go ahead yeah if he gets the pickups it's a it's about he's about the same amount and um the main thing is is so we were talking about it in the pre-app um and my thought is that we it all depends so i'm a big person on it depends on how a guitar feels so he knows how the, he says he loves the way the guitar feels and plays so you've you know what you've got and if it's just the way that it sounds due to electronics i mean you're not adding any value to it but you're gonna get it the way if you can get it to sound how you want you know how it plays and feels if you're getting another guitar you're not 100 percent on it so i'm a bit of a weirdo where very few of my guitars are identical like none of them have the same neck profile or anything like that it's all about how they sound to me so like the feel is actually sometimes secondary to how a guitar sounds when i'm looking at buying them am i the only one that way it feels number one for me honestly yeah, feels always been number one for me so do like you just pick up the guitar and play it without plugging it in when you're looking at electric guitars half the time yes yeah, yeah. i play without plugging it in first because like my for example my john mayer took a while to get used to how big that neck is well that's like, one thing is adjusting to the neck but it there's just a good sometimes you just like it's not so much the width of the neck but the feel of it due to whatever lacquer they use or whatever um if they do what type of joint what was that that was our dog you're coming your dog operating a jackhammer (laughs) i thought maybe your dog was like throwing coins at you like you're judas iscariot or something like here's your 10 pieces of silver and i'll leave me be We all know yeah, what Diaz's sermon was about today. <laughs> but uh, now, now my kids are running through the house being crazy, so. <laughs> We've been on this too long, guys. No, but, um, <laughs> no, like, it depends on, the you know, what they use to finish it, stuff like that. It's like a lot of people are into sanded necks right now, which makes me nervous to sand the, own, sand the neck of my own guitar, so. Uh, I I do the don't use steel wool, but the steel wool thing. Do that first because you can right. always undo it. You can just buff it back. Hmm. And frankly, it undoes itself over time because like your hand will. So what the like you score it with like a scouring pad or like a steel wool pad or something like that. Steel wool is mm-hmm. the worst option. Don't do that. Um, or if you do, do it the right way where you're not screwing up your pickups from steel wool. But um, what all you're doing is you're just kind of scraping up the back of your neck. So you're not actually mm-hmm. taking much lacquer off. You're just kind of scoring it. So it's not a perfectly smooth surface. So you're not having as much surface area between your thumb and the actual thing. And it's not getting as grippy. And so your neck gets faster as a result. Um, but over time, your hand will just sit there and buff and wear up your finish more and mm-hmm. smooth it back out so 
depending on how much you play. And if, if it doesn't, you just take it to a buffing machine and you just rebuff the neck and it works. It's back to... Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll have to whip out my buffing machine. <clears throat> I mean, everyone should have a buffing machine. Yeah, that's, you don't have one? I keep one in my guitar case. I mean, that's that's an essential gig piece of gear. He's like, I've, I've got a buffing machine case that I throw it in. I actually might yeah. have a buffer. I don't know if I do. And my kid just fell down the stairs. <laughs> you, need you guys are yelling at me for what I'm screwing up on this podcast. Come okay, on. Buddy? <laughs> he's, he's shook his head yes, and he said no. Go see mommy and lay down. Jeez. My gosh, this right, is the so- worst episode ever. <laughs> Diaz's kid has a concussion. All right. Yeah. No, at least he doesn't have a meat thermometer through his foot. Oh, gosh, that was so yeah. disgusting when you showed us that photo. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Imagine being here, like, and you're just like, what just happened? Did that happen on air? No, it happened right before, like, right before we were going to record. Like, I was literally sitting down, oh, and yeah. I'm like, I was like, I gotta go, guys. Let's take my kid to the emergency room. He has a meat thermometer in his foot. Mm. Gosh. All right. Same kid. I'm sorry. That was that kid. <laughs> way, way, way back to the topic originally here of you were saying so the feel of a guitar is important if you like the feel of the guitar then you should be modifying it yeah definitely well yes. i mean i'd i would say deep down inside you really know what you want to do like that guy actually put he's like he's like in all honesty this is what i'd really do you know i'd really want to get the starla well then get the starla i mean those are two different feeling guitars too so it looks like he's trying to change the the zach myers is a semi hollow and the starla is a solid body with a with a big speed too so I with mean, a you're big going from hard tail to a big speed is a, is a big change too yeah so it's like I, you want the change did like this guy need... post in multiple groups because i thought i saw something about like a strat style trim on a hollow body coming up in mm. another one of these maybe he cross posted this not sure this guy might be in 60 cycle home too is he mm. I don't know, you just have to scroll so far in 60 Cycle because there's so many if people. If you are in both groups, let us know. Yeah. If you know who you are. Which you is send me 90% up. of our listeners. Send us. Your talk friends in worship. Yes, he did cross post it. Uh, okay, calm down, Scott. You calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not reading all this junk. Yeah, it was a. Uh, oh, he's not a fan of strat trims. Yeah, well, that's okay. silly. Strat trims are great. Mm, they're like perfect. Disagree. Better than a Jaguar trim or whatever Jazzmaster trim. <laughs> oh, also, did, did, did your iPad die? Disagree again. Yep. Well, okay. I, well, I'm, Brian, Brian from Sixty Cycle Hum is an idiot. <laughs> 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 and then according to Jimmy, I'm an idiot. Which doesn't hurt my feelings at all cuz I know I am. So, being self being self-aware makes things a lot easier. That's what Alexa tells us anyway. <laughs> so, uh I I think a a common issue what's uh, what style is to a different guitar in a different situation, I think. Um Say you have a Mexican Stratocaster mm-hmm. and you like the way the guitar feels, it's playing mm-hmm. fine, but you want the way that the custom shop Strat 
sounds. I think that's a, yeah. If you can just buy the pickups and it's a hundred dollar upgrade versus a thousand dollar cost differential. Yeah. And also, I that's a slightly eh, the Zach Myers isn't really a huge invasion to the guitar body to change the pickups on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, if the, the, there are things to factor in here. Is there is this mod reversible? I think is a huge one to consider. Like, it's not like oh, I'm gonna I have a Strat and I want the sound of P, I want to put a P90 in it, and I'm gonna have to like route out the body to fit a, a P90 pickup in there. That's a different story than I'm just going to quick solder in, solder out a new pickup. Um. But the other the, the other thing we brought up in the, the, the pre-episode was just the reselling a modified guitar is instantly more difficult and rarely ever brings any actual value to the guitar. No one can put that they've upgraded the pickups and can legitimately add value. I think it can help depreciation, but it's not going to like boost yeah, the value. Yeah, it definitely doesn't add value at all. Yeah. And unfortunately, I've seen that all too often that most people assume that it does. Yeah, the only time I let it add value if I'm looking at a guitar that I might buy or trade is if they include the original pickups as well. Hmm. So, 60 Cycle Hum, way back when, like towards right towards the beginning, talked about this, about pickups, and I kind of stand with them on it, is that... um you're taking out to a $200 set of pickups and adding in a $250 set of pickups. You're really only adding about $50 worth of value, but it really doesn't end up even adding that much. They usually call it even as well. But like, that's the thing too, is you're taking something out and putting something back in. So you have to compare the value that way as well. But usually I don't Mm -hmm. let it add any value unless you include the original pickups. And I know I could always sell, the other you know one of the sets yeah i think locking tuners is a common one that people try to justify adding a hundred dollars to something it's like now you i'd pay yeah, 20 bucks more aren't even yeah i'd say 20 dollars more you know we should probably do a podcast about buying and selling gear on craigslist and mm. we could also uh talk about geography once in a while yeah, that, 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 that would that never good. be successful and never gosh maybe we talk about burritos Mm. Well, just because my last name's Diaz mm, I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess there are scenarios this makes sense and there are definitely scenarios where it just does not make sense to mod it you can't I mean going from the PRS Zach Myers to the Starla is two different styles of guitars There's, I mean if you really want the Starla just get the Starla sell the guitar you have add money to it or sell something else and and you know stay in where mm-hmm. however much you're already in to your gear and upgrade your guitar if you consider it an upgrade i mean i'm talking about like upgrade going from one guitar to another you're upgrading the value that you have in your guitar um but i mean if you're content with the way a guitar plays and feels and you you like love that guitar that way but you just don't like the way it comes through the speakers then just get new pickups just do whatever makes your your heart happy yeah <coughs> i think another uh, an interesting point in here that we we had was um both the 
the PRS being the the the, the Zach Myers being modded is an unknown right now. You don't exactly know how everything's going to turn out from that mod. Whereas you can go find a known um, Starla. You get to try it before you buy it. You know you can you can go determine like oh this works for me. This is the one I want, and then you can go sell your Zach Myers. You know like you have just more a more known path by doing it. Mm-hmm. You're minimizing your risks. And also, I mean, a Zach Myers Pollard Smith is actually a pretty popular guitar, so you shouldn't have much trouble moving that. No, that's definitely a guitar that doesn't stay on the used market very long. Yeah. So it's Unless not you're like you're trying a stupid to, price. You're not trying to sell like a Strat Plus from the, the 80s with a locking I'd nut. I'd say that it would probably be easier to move the Zach Myers than the Starla. I... Maybe. Partly, well, partly just because it's a, it's a lower price, so it's easier to move. But yeah, well, I, I I don't know. Starless hmm. seem to move pretty quick too. So I both are popular guitars. Mm-hmm. We'll take your word for that. <laughs> I mean, I you. my local stores never seem to keep any of those things in stock very long. So yeah. There's a lot really of turnover on those shelves. Like PRSs. I love Paul Reed Smith guitars. I really do. Some of them I love. Some of them I don't. I understand why people love them. I understand yes. why people don't. Randy Jackson limited edition guitar. The Yo Dog. <laughs> it's not really called the Yo Dog, but that would be a great name for it. Sorry, I was, I was looking at my local Craigslist. Because there, there was a Zach Myers on here. Uh, not too long ago, I was seeing if it was still in there. There's a badly reliced Fender USA Stratocaster that's still Ooh. on here. I always love when people sell the Highway Ones as USA. Uh, yeah, they're not. They're like. Yes, they are USA. made in the US, but like, you're trying to say it's an American standard without saying it's an American standard, so that we think we can we have to pay more for it. I had a Highway One Telecaster. And I hated it. Hmm. I had it for like a week. I got rid of it. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything more to kind of add to this uh, this concept? Yeah, I think we've like all said our piece on it. I feel like people should stop asking random strangers for advice on their life in general. <laughs> but don't you love getting on those threads, though? Fighting with people? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, you do. Uh, that's what I do. I took that week <laughs> off of Facebook. Gosh, it must have been peaceful on the internet. Everyone's like, wow. <laughs> what happened? We, everyone just got nicer to each other all of a sudden. <laughs> all right, wrap it up, Marissa. Say your thing. What does this usually do? <laughs> She's like, I'm usually asleep by now. You say thank you for joining us and make sure that you like leave the review on iTunes and that you follow us on Instagram at the effects loop. Perfect. You're done. <laughs> uh, we actually got reviews on iTunes. I was surprised I went and looked. Doug oh, King nice. left us one. Did we get any more? Who's wait, which one's Doug King? It was the only one that was there for last time I checked. No, there was a couple of them. Are there really? So, yeah, I think then we no, need to thank I, those people by name. Thank, oh, thank you, people. <laughs> thank you. We by name. 
We appreciate you people. Hold on. I still only see one review. Oh, I there's a see all button. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you, you might want to do that. <laughs> Try seeing them all, Chris or Scott, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks we're gonna do Doug this. Is gonna be the most awkward li- leaving. We're like, thank you, Douglas King. Like, <laughs> thanks, Michael Newman. Someone just, just wrote update, awesome. please, as their name with an ellipsis afterwards. And update. Then, what are we updating? Um, <laughs> lots of great gear and talk gear and guitar talk mixed with Diaz rants he's mostly wrong <laughs> he's mostly wrong especially about hot dogs but at least he's entertaining <laughs> oh my gosh who wrote that what's their All name right, whoever, whoever wrote that DM me I will send you something that's awesome <laughs> oh my gosh I think I still have a, a t-shirt or something left from Nam. I'll send you something um, now I'm going to get like everyone saying oh yeah that was me <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> Prove it. Um, so yeah, thanks to everybody who's left us a gear review. Well, uh, thank you. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys, for doing the thing. Uh, so you want to yeah. pick up where I left off? I'll just start over. Okay. Sorry. Thanks for joining us. Like Chris had said, leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at the Effects Loop. And join our Facebook group, facebook.com. You know, search the effects loop and join us. You can also go over to our YouTube page where we have videos from Nam, and I think we do the podcast every week on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, we yeah, get we a do. fresh copyright infraction every week. Yep. yep. So <laughs> I'm waiting for Diaz to get written permission so I can stick it to YouTube of saying, ha, we have permission. Yeah, suck it, you guys YouTube. would like to. Oh goodness! Twitch is better. Sorry. Oh, good grief! <laughs> now we're just gonna get our whole channel shut down. Yeah, we're Thanks, demonetized. We're already demonetized. Oh yeah, we're not sorry. No, we're gonna big. get deplatformed. That's what they were calling whatever they did to that guy. <laughs> anyway, probably. If you would like to send us gear news or topics you would like for us to talk about. For the next coming weeks, you can send us an email at loop at gmail.com or you can put that in our Facebook group as well. For the effects loop, I'm Marissa. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. I'm Diaz. Thank you guys so much. This has been awkward. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Children. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Pushing along